this is the best group I've seen, well, in a long time. But I've got the guy in front of me who can tell us exactly where we are in terms of turnout. Because he's done such a great job, as we just mentioned, when we were talking to Beth Chappell. He's the current president and CEO of the Detroit Economic Club, Steve Gregorian. Steve, it is a pleasure and a privilege. Thanks for inviting us to be here. We're honored to be here. The pleasure is 100% mine, Paul W., and I know we've got a terrifically long history with WJR, a great relationship, and I think it's so cool that you're here, and we've got some plans to have you join us at many upcoming DEC events. We love it. The energy is through the roof, and the people here are really excited to have you, so thank you. We are excited to be here and to see really a who's who of Detroit and the region of the surrounding area. Um, It helps to have a Jamie Dimon, but you've been doing a good job under the worst of circumstances, coming out of COVID and all of that. Uh, It's hard to get people to come out of their homes or if they're back at the office, come out of their office. It's hard for the crowd, but you've done it. And I bet it's harder to get speakers to come by. It used to be, man, oh, man, you used to have everybody, anybody who was anybody speak. But I think it's harder because I don't think a lot of them are getting out like they used to. I would agree, Paul W. I would also say we're really lucky. We still are known as one of the most valued podiums in the world. So that definitely helps. We've got a great history of Fortune 100 CEOs. When they want to get a message out, top government officials, they pick the Detroit Economic Club podium to do so. I will say that with the extra scrutiny, especially with the Fortune 100 companies and Wall Street, any one little word they say in public on stage could tank their stock. They are being very, very careful about their public appearances. Right. That's a good point for sure. But uh, this is the biggest crowd I've seen in a long time. And How many, what are we thinking, what's the number like? It's 1,000 people, and that is the largest crowd we have had since the pandemic. We would pull those pre-pandemic when things were really going well, but it has been a little bit of struggle, but we've gotten back to a point where our members are coming out. Uh, they're downtown working again. We'd like to see them a little more than they are. Than they are. So with the businesses downtown. Yeah, of course, yeah. and I said on stage, too. We need to get you working downtown. We've got uh, a program coming up in early November. It's our Future of Work series, and uh, the CEOs will be Sarah Armbruster from Steelcase and Bill Emerson from the Rocket Companies, and they're going to talk about the physical workspace and what it takes to bring employees back to the office. And I said on stage, we're better together. We need to be in the office. I'm tired of looking out my window downtown and seeing only a small portion of what I used to see. What you used to see. Exactly. Well, you're right. I mean, we need to get that going. As tough as it might be, uh, we need our city. You know, it's like we're snake bit because we were turning it around and things were going really well. And then this, then the pandemic, and we fell back far. And it's very hard climbing that mountain back up. And uh, and I admit it, I, I... I did my show from home for two years, and it worked fine. And it's a lot easier than getting up an hour and a half earlier and changing and doing all the things you do to go into work and get into the parking garage or find a place to park and then 
get up to the studios, sure was easy to roll out of bed. And, and during that time, we pivoted like every business did, and we certainly went virtual for a couple of years until our members told us, no mas, I can't jump on another voluntary Zoom. I'm on it all day long for uh, business meetings. Mm. And so uh, we've really tapered off. I don't think we've done one for probably a year now. So no kidding. We've spent a lot of time uh, just thinking through uh, the world has changed, and what are the type of topics that our members want to come out to hear? We've spent a lot of time. One thing that we know is missing, we've got one-third of our membership is, is what we call young leaders age, between the age of 21 and 39, and they suffered badly not being in the office because they missed the office water cooler talk. They missed just popping in and listening and learning from leaders. So we've been very intentional about producing professional development programs for those young leaders and for students. Students, I talk to a lot of students, high school students, mostly in college students. They're really scared of the, the, the massive change in the world. They're scared about careers and something they may be interested now. What's that going to be in a few years? I know you've got uh, our good friend John Fickney coming up. He does a terrific job. He's, he has great relationships with many of our young leaders. He kicks off our Career Readiness Academy each year, talking to 300 high school students, and uh, we've got him lined up to do that as well. So very intentional about handing uh, hands up to the future generations. We're spending some time with Steve Gregori, and this is his baby, and it's a successful one. Over a 1,000 people here right now. He's the president and CEO of the Detroit Economic Club. Um, you talked about some of the things... Uh, for the young leaders, 21 to 39. What else have you heard uh, is the kind of topic that they'd like you to address and the kind of people they'd like you to bring in that will keep them coming back? Sure. Um, I would say there's so much uncertainty in the economy. So any talk about you know, somebody as brilliant as Jamie Dimon talking about the economy, U.S. and geopolitical effects on the economy as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. really important to them as they plan their businesses going forward. So the economy always, it's in, it's in our name. So that's always going to be a topic that interests people. Artificial intelligence is uh, another one. Uh, and just technology's massive impact and how quickly it's changing. Everybody's trying to wrap their heads around that. I'm sorry. Uh, Rieger, put your headset on for a second. I'm telling you, this artificial intelligence, the AI, I mean, it's been around, it's been around. It's exploded now, and people are using it in ways that I thought wouldn't be acceptable. Rieger, what's the story you told me recently that, it, well, I told you the one about the obituary that was written by AI, which kind of screwed up. It said, at 42, he's now useless. Whoops, that's not exactly the way you want it to come out in an obituary. But, Rieger, you had talked to me about some of these other things that people, I know that people have turned over their their calendars to AI. That their yeah. calendars will be. What I did was when we had when you interviewed Alan Dershowitz, and I uh, I had AI write the tweet for me when I tweeted it out from, on our social media, and it was it was amazing. It did an incredible job. And to me, that's scary. And it's got to be really scary for the people who make a living writing, which is kind of why we have the after a sag and everything else now on strike, uh, because they can see the writing. 
the the writing on the wall has been written by AI, and they can see it and realize their jobs are in jeopardy. And I think that might be true across a lot of platforms. I think they're uh, agreed. There will be some loss of jobs, but if you look back over the history of technology, when we've had major technological shifts, we've had a net gain in jobs because new jobs are created to be able to understand and use that technology. And I think the same will happen with artificial intelligence. I, I listen from from your lips to God's ears. That's uh, very optimistic, and I I really appreciate your approach on that. Yeah, Jamie Dimon talked about it, too. Artificials, uh, there's nefarious actors, of course, um, you know, in the financial world, but certainly artificial intelligence has amplified that. So he talked about some of the stuff that they have to do now to double, triple, quadruple verify things. Always a pleasure, Steve Gregorian, President and CEO of the Detroit Economic Club. Thanks for the invitation today, and you just said you're going to invite us back for some more. We'll be here. I look forward to the next time and all the times. Thank you. We continue on WJR. John Fickney coming up next.